Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Discoculia in the Arts. Discoculia is more than you may think. The numeracy mystery. Not much discoculia awareness in a city of 14 million people and the growth mindset ABC. This is our podcast for week 23 of 2021 and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, to help us review the links for this week. Welcome Dr. Schroeder. We have wonderful links that we want to share with you and our listeners. And uh, the first one says discoculia in the arts. How is discoculia in the arts a thing? Well, this posting is about an artist, Palaf Chander, and I hope again that I pronounce it properly, whose art is a visual representation of his autobiography. Okay. And his work shows his intense experiences with dyslexia, dyscalculia, and ADHD through really chaotic arrangements and, and bold abstract expressionism. Well, if you follow the link, you'll see some of the paintings and drawings. And I'm not an art expert, <laughs> but the works give me the impression that he has had a lot to deal with. Oh, is that right? Yes, it, it, it really speaks to you. Oh, wow. Let's leave it at that. Oh, wow. Now, very courageous, though, to come out and let it be known that you are dyslexic, dyscalculic, and have ADHD. Absolutely, absolutely. And express it in this yeah. way. I hope I always admire those students can, can express right. themselves in they this way. They should feel bolstered uh, that way. Now, our next link says that dyscalculia is more than we may think. How so? Yes, absolutely. When people hear dyscalculia, they hear, hear the word calculation and this, it doesn't work. And they will immediately and, and mostly think about difficulties with uh, calculation. Which right, right. Now, and yes, that is the bulk of what we see. But what we don't often see and hear about is how else uh, children and adults can struggle and the things they uh, experience. So they, for instance, uh, struggle to read an analog clock. Um, time management in general might be hard for them um, and some of them are getting lost easily so, right. so let me, okay. let me uh, um, give a little bit of a list here from that uh, blog okay. um, the ability to remember numbers such as phone numbers, game scores mm-hmm. and login uh, data, that can be cumbersome for them then uh, while shopping, uh, making change, or uh, checking your change, counting bills, calculating right. a tip in a restaurant, splitting a check, or estimating how much something will cost is, uh, is an issue often. Then being able to judge the length of distances, sizes, and how long it will take to get from one location to another all kind of calculations with uh, time, speed, and distance. Remembering directions, and uh, one of the first things where dyscalculia was uh, noticed 
even before it was called dyscalculia was difficulties with uh, distinguishing left and right okay so, and that spills over in getting lost easily remembering this directions is harder and then keeping up with games that require consistent scorekeeping right and uh, number strategies or, or counting. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it is it is a lot more than we initially think, actually, when you yeah. list it like it's, this. It's not that, not that just math calculations. in the classroom right. only. It is a whole lot more. Okay. Well, our next link is about a numeracy mystery. What is the mystery? Yeah. Who has done it? <laughs> <laughs> the Mind Matters blog has a great story here about numeracy. And it shows the research done and it tries to demystify the numeracy and to explain how we learn to count. Oh, okay. Yeah, very interesting read. Yeah. Um, initially, we thought that humans were the only ones who can count on Earth. But we soon found out that there are more species that can count. Um, so then the question is, how did we start math and... Uh, a more elaborate number system. Right, because Captain Caveman didn't do any calculus, I guess. I don't think no. so. No. So, in a study of 2013, Karen Lee Overman uh, analyzed anthropological data uh, relating to 33 um, contemporary hunter-gatherer societies across the world. Oh, wow. Yeah, interesting. And she discovered that uh, those groups with simple number systems, uh, basically with an upper limit of four, uh, often had a few material possessions, such as weapons, tools, or jewelry, while groups with a more elaborate system, an upper numeral limit more than four, mm -hmm. always had a richer array of possessions. Yeah, so what came for came first? You can ask here. Yeah, the, <laughs> right. The increase in possessions. Well, they didn't have to count. They only had four things, right? <laughs> now we need to count further. Right. right. Yeah. And the evidence suggested um, to Overman that societies might need a variety of material possessions if they are to develop uh, such more intricate number systems. Now, with the many possessions we have today. Right. Think about it. It's not surprising how sophisticated <laughs> our number system in math Indeed. has become. Okay. Well, that's very, very good research there. Uh, our next link is about the lack of dyscalculia awareness in a city of 14 million people. What city is that? Yeah. We're, we're talking about Rio de Janeiro here. Oh, dear. And it became clear in a recent survey that only 45% of educators there ever had heard of dyscalculia or, or knew what it was. Wow. And even more concerning is that only 12% said they would actually know how to recognize it. Now, maybe we need to uh, translate our dyscalculia tutor training in, in Portuguese. Right, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see if Google can add some Portuguese subtitles underneath <laughs> the, uh, the videos. Wow, that's amazing. Well, that already brings us to our last link, and it is about the growth mindset, ABC. Yes, uh, thank you. That is um, Queens62, uh, who has developed this graphic, very nice graphic about the growth mindset. Very nice piece to hang somewhere in your class. 
and the growth mindset tells us that our mind is flexible and that we can uh, make it grow and do more things by trying and learning from mistakes, not giving up, but sticking with the task and trying to work yourself through it. The other mindset would be the fixed mindset and that assumes that the brain capacity you have now is pretty much what you got and that nothing can change and if you don't know math you will probably never learn it so that's a, a, a deterministic and, and very kind of sad outlook on this uh, clearly we work hard every day with the students to convince them that the growth mindset is real and teach them the power of the word yet you don't tell them you don't know this you always say oh you don't know this yet to emphasize that change is possible and right. refer to sports where they easily understand that um, if you are a beginner you're not expected to uh, jump very high and, no. and run very fast but if you keep training that you definitely get better and the same goes for doing math now and and yeah it's a pity for our listeners uh, obviously this is not a video podcast so you cannot see the wonderful graphic but the graphic she's made is actually it's it's a wall chart and it's called growth mindset self-talk and uh, and so for every letter she has uh, she has something like the a is for attitude and effort determine how much i learn uh the f is for i can welcome feedback uh let me see what the q is <laughs> when i ask questions i learn and the z is zany ideas can lead to amazing things that's really wonderful that uh, wall chart uh, should have a place in every school class well thank you dr schroeder for coming in and and helping us uh, plow through these uh, links for the week uh, hope to see you back next week dr schroeder the founder of disco Culia services and she has a quest to educate as many people as possible about Discoculia. She has a wonderful site with all her online trainings, and that is at discoculiatraining.org. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com, and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments, and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you, and until next week, you can count on us.